Afternoon, everyone. How are you doing? Welcome back to Chewing It Over. Great show planned today. Hopefully it works because you know what it's like when guests are coming and stuff is that uh, you set the scene, but the tech might not work. And so uh, I hope we can do what we've got planned, which is to talk to Farouk Bello, who's one of our Physio Matters First Steps gang. And they run a student and new graduate program um, for uh, Physio Matters, which basically offers some translation as to materials as well as engaging with the student and new graduate community in MSK practice and beyond to try and get them more involved. And he's been doing some great work, including to host an event this evening. So Farouk's not in the not in the waiting room yet, and so hopefully he's going to be able to come and join me um, shortly. Uh, but regardless of that, let me tell you a little bit about tonight's online event that you should come along and join. Uh, let me try and pull these up on screen which is diversity and inclusion in physiotherapy, past, present, and future. And this is the, the gang that, uh, that Farouk's going to be. He's brought together a brilliant panel. Uh, he's just turned up in the waiting room. Farouk, I'll be with you in a second, mate. Hopefully we can bring you on um, shortly. But yeah, this is, this is a, a proper who's who of top thinkers that are going to be chewing over this topic um, on, on this evening. Now, I've realized, sorry, my mistake. This is actually an old flyer. It's at 8 p.m. tonight. So I noticed that that's wrong. Um, so apologies for that. But um, certainly um, 8 o'clock tonight, if you tune in on Facebook, on Physiomatters Facebook, you're going to be getting that and just keeping out on social media for all the uh, bios of all the speakers um, that have been being tweeted out and things like that on the Physiomatters account. Three more of them today. But this is an event that, that Farouk's running today. But whilst I've got him on, I want to talk a little bit about the event and bringing that together and why it's important. Uh, but also, I want to talk to him because I've got a chance to and pick his brain. He's a great thinker, runs his own podcast himself. I want to talk to him a little bit about how it's been. Uh, if he's ready to share with us about how it's been getting into practice from being a student recently and stuff, transitioning to being a new graduate and something, some little bits and, and tasters about what first steps are up to whilst I've got him. So that we'll, we'll go on to that, but we'll be talking about the event first and foremost. Um, let me try and get that off screen. There we go. Um, so yeah, let me, let me introduce him and see, make sure the tech's working. It sounds like he's, uh, he's there, he's comfortable. He's uh, snacking and using the facilities in the waiting room. So I'll just leave him there for a second longer and tell you a little bit about Farouk. Um, someone that um, is involved in the Physiomatics First Steps group, as I said, but also at therapy, some of you might have seen him at Therapy Live. He was actually the First Steps group, ran the Physiomatics stand at Therapy Live, and they did a brilliant job, especially when we had some tech issues at the start. They were having to firefight some of, uh, some of the issues that have been going on. But also, he did a, he did a live session at Therapy Live in the, on the stand, talking a little bit about diversity and inclusivity and his experiences uh, in physiotherapy and so and that was that was really you know went down really well and it was really thoughtful piece that he did a little short insight into his thinking on this but also as part of what we did with uh, Melrose Stewart on Physio Matters talking about some of the race relations issues that had occurred particularly off, off the back of George Floyd's death it felt appropriate for us to to then go to Farouk and say like what would you potentially do to try and bring those issues to the fore and have a discussion uh, about them and so he was he was brilliant in bringing together some some great names to to come together tonight to, so eight o'clock facebook i'm sure we'll say that a few times over the course of this show but he's just someone that uh, from this topic and beyond is just a, a great great mind and so great to have him on the show so without further ado let me bring him on and let's see if it works i'm always nervous when we when we try and cast this out but Farouk, can you hear us yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Happy days, lovely. So you might have uh, you might have heard my my waffly intro there, mate. Um, but 
and also making the mistake of putting the wrong date on the on the flyer. So apologies for that. <laughs> but uh, tell us a little bit about bringing this panel together for tonight. So um, bringing this panel together was, uh, as you probably know, was uh, it took it took a lot of effort and everything. But I think one of the important things about this panel is what they bring to the table in regards to this this discussion and this topic we're experiencing. So it was, I actually I intentionally picked these people because of, the, I think, someone like Andrew and Leanne have a certain years of experience in physiotherapies, and they've been practicing for, I think, Andrew's over 30 years now. So they can give really give with the theme, which is the past, the present, and the future. They can really tell us about what's happening, what happened back then, and how it how it significantly has changed between I don't know, 20 years ago and how significantly it's changed now because I can only really give my experience of now because I'm just newly qualified as well. And then we have a good mix of different characters and different people on the panel. And I think that's really, really drive home the, the idea of what we're trying to gain from this, uh, from this live conversation. Yeah, I think that that's what's, what's interesting really is that you look at that. I mean, it's, uh, it's almost cross-generational when you look yeah, at that exactly. panel and stuff, as well, as well as the fact that those experiences are going to be varied uh, and interesting. So, yeah, I'm really excited to, to hear all of their, their thoughts. Um, just out of interest, then, what, what do you feel have been the cause logistical challenges sometimes people make, make the mistake of understanding? Even on a virtual event like this, it's tough to get diaries to meet, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, you, you know this more. You probably know this more than me. You've been doing this more than me, but... This is a good, it's a good experience to be fair for future things, but trying to na navigate how to get everyone's on the same page with the same time and trying to negotiate that there's back and forth and there's give and takes. And then to finally narrow it down, you just have to take, <laughs> in a sense, you have to take what you, what you can get. And I can imagine it would be a whole different ballgame if it was physical, like a live physical conference, because <laughs> virtual, you kind of have more wiggle room, you know, with, you can get for an eight o'clock time, like today's on. If it's a, if it's live, you have to you can't really go that eight eight pm uh, live uh, person conversations. So <laughs> absolutely no fair play. Well, you've you've done a, you've done a good job, mate, and you and you've got a real uh, a real a list there of uh, top <laughs> thinkers on this. So it's going to be going to be really interesting. Um, do do post your your questions or wherever you might be listening to this into the chat if you have uh, about tonight. If you tell us if you're going to be tuning in, tell us if not, why not? You will be able to access it uh, live. At eight o'clock but also then after the fact it'll be available wherever we cast it which will be we'll try and get that uploaded to youtube for example we'll put that out as uh, as audio as well as best and far as wide as we can um but yeah Farouk, what i would want to ask is could you give us a little taster as to what people have got to come for tuning in this evening uh, what sort of uh, what sort of things do you feel you're going to be going to be chatting through yeah so a few things i are hoping to talk through with the with the panel is if, if you take this for example now, um, the past of physiotherapy, as you said, it's a bit of cross-generational. So I have myself, which is the new generation in a sense, young, you have the old generation, you have kind of a middle ground. And what we are hoping to achieve is understand a bit about this rela race relationship between physiotherapies, between discrimination and the BAME groups, in a sense that you know, we all know that there are challenges faced. There are a lot of people who are, if you talk to any most black physios or anybody of color, they'll tell you that they face different challenges. And so what I one thing I want to actually ask is what are these challenges they faced? Why have they faced these challenges? And how do we provide a solution for the new coming uh, groups of people coming in? And how do we actually help to fix it now? Because it's no, it's no surprise to anyone that there are issues in physiotherapy as with any, as with any uh, profession in regards to diversity and this and all that. And I think these last few months, it's really come to light 
uh, these issues. So what this talk is going to help to achieve is trying to bring some of these to light and not just talk about them, but also provide valid solutions and realistic solutions, because I think that's the last key part that a lot of discussions always miss is what is the solution or how can we actually start curbing these these events? Because it, they're rampant. But And then the question then becomes, how much have we changed things? Like in a sense that how much better was it 20 years ago and to today? And how much better is it 20 years? Because me as a black physio, the one thing I always hear a lot of the times is change takes time, change takes time, change takes time. But the question then becomes, how much time does it really need to take? Is it, Are they going to keep telling me that? Will they tell my children that? Will they tell their children that? Or will they just keep going on and they kind of drags across because we, there's no real plan? So this talk we're aiming to have today is to try and see if we can get we're going to try and make it as real as possible with people sharing their experiences so you can really understand and put the face to a lot of these issues to say these aren't just statistics and say when they say oh there aren't enough uh, black physios or they're facing troubles these are actual real people who have faced these troubles from 20 years ago and they're still facing it now or to see is it a lot better than it was 20 years ago and what is the future looking like what's the perspective of future and i think it's really important because when you consider the physiotherapy, we are naturally a care provider. And the people who benefit from the care are our patients. Now, what is the impact to the patients if we have more diversity, if we have more inclusion, if we're able to address more of these issues? Because I think it's, uh, it's fair to say that if you have better clinicians and better people, if someone like myself is more comfortable in every area, you can provide better care to the patients ultimately and that's one of the end goals that uh, i'm hoping that this type of conversation can stimulate and then show to different people because I, I think to an extent not a lot of people are aware of some of these issues that are faced or through willful ignorance or just oblivious or not aware it's not in their bubble they don't really know that these these things are happening and that there are people who are not comfortable like blacks and black physicians are not comfortable where they are or they're not comfortable in a different situation or they face challenges that some of the white counterparts would not actually face and that bringing this these topics to the forefront would actually maybe be eye-opening to some people i think yeah i'm really looking forward to understanding that the there are some some issues that transcend disciplines whereby it's sort of a representation of how we we as we as physiotherapists involved in healthcare are experiencing some of these things that seem to correlate across different industries um but then there's also some specific things with regards to um what Manny, one of your panelists, had mentioned, it, which is, which was a statistic that I, I helped to you helped me with with bringing forward with with Melrose Stewart was that that even across national averages that that physiotherapy seems to be low with regards to the uh, statistical differences and why that might be. And so I'm looking forward to exploring that because it's something that marrying that lived experience with statistics can help us to understand a better, thorough analysis. But then also, like you mentioned, then striving towards trying to understand what are appropriate solutions and also talking about what would be what would be bad solutions that might make things worse so really interested to see how you explore that together as a panel it's, uh, it's going to be really interesting uh, as i said whilst whilst you're on and i was checking with you today just to see how much time you had because obviously <laughs> you did need to dart off then fine but whilst i've got you i hope you don't mind me asking as to just your experiences in transitioning from being a student through to uh, being a new graduate and how, how's things going how are you enjoying things 
I think uh, my experience has been, it's been very interesting. And I think one of the most interesting times is that first few weeks when you realize that you're no longer a student and then you are a fully qualified physiotherapist. And I think I tweeted mm-hmm. this once. And when someone's, when you have to introduce yourself as a student, you always say, hi, I'm Farouk, I'm the student physio, because you kind of have to let them know. But when you, when you fully qualify, you can't preface yourself like that anymore. You just have to take on that I'm the physio and I, I'm going used to it now. It, it, it's a bit of a curve, I think the first few weeks, because in, in the back of my head, sometimes I'm still thinking, maybe I need to ask my educator a question or maybe I need to run through something. But it's also, I realize you have to trust yourself, man, because I got to this point because I'm competent enough to be able to be left alone. And then it's just that realizing it because the knowledge will be there. And I think a lot of different people probably face similar things like that when they think, ah, oh, maybe I need to ask my educator thing, but it's also trusting in your abilities. And for me personally, that's one thing I think over the last few weeks, I think I've, I've been working now, I think about two months now, and I've kind of gotten the hang of it and uh, gotten the hang of being independent. But it did also help that I did a lot of uh, shadowing experiences and placements that actually benefit and you can transfer those skills into communication, independent working and all that type of thing. So it's been very, very... Uh, very, very eye-opening, but we're quite enjoying it so, so far, to be honest. And yeah. it's very interesting to say I look forward to work now because I'm just like, I might learn something new. And again, I might learn something new on Monday. So yeah, I just learned something new again, but it's very weird. It's a weird feeling, but it's good all around. No, no, brilliant. That sounds great. I mean, certainly anyone that's tuning in live, please do send your reflections as to whether or not you remember those first few, almost first few <laughs> moments of being qualified, of which you then... Uh, recognizing the change in responsibility but also needing to introduce yourself differently and sometimes having to reshape the the uh, even the patter that you're using so i remember those well and i think i think one of the things that's uh there's, there's two patients that are always forever etched in my memory which is the, the first patient that i went out to a waiting room to collect in an msk environment which was just happened to be my first placement as a student um and and, and then the similar the, the same thing happened then of course being qualified and and, and Weirdly, uh, despite um, some decent experience in, in, in particularly in MSK, but fairly thoroughly across my degree, the actual feelings I had in those two moments were so similar. You know, there's a sense of a sense of vulnerability and optimism, yeah. but but also yeah. sort of excitement. It's such a mix of emotions and stuff of literally just going and facing up to the public of um, and, and being responsible in that way. It's, just a, it's something that I think we'll always remember. Definitely, and I think what's it called? It's that it's that feeling that. Now you're you're on your own and you have to get it get get your job done now. And you, I mean you have obviously band five, you have the support systems and everything, but at the end of the day, you are still qualified and you can see people by yourself and it's just finding out that okay, yeah, actually I can do this by myself and I'm qualified enough. And but but another thing that I found very interesting is that currently I'm on a community placement, which means I work in people, I go to houses, I I go out a lot. And I found myself significantly enjoying it so much. And I'm just like, you know what? Could I do it? Now, this is where, because as a band five now, I'm not sure where I want to be. I always thought of myself as MSK sports because I, I am a sportsy person myself. But now I'm starting to think, you know what? That's nice. But let me let me keep my options just a little bit op- open just to see what the waters are in different places because I think that's how you figure it out. You find one placement and the next thing you know, you're in love with it and you might stay there. You never know. <laughs> that's so often the case, isn't it? You go in, sometimes you qualify even... Um, thinking like you start your degree thinking one thing you sort of change your tune but sometimes even regress back to your initial instincts and then in practice yeah exposure to new things it's often the, the big debate about rotations etc as to, as to how you go about stuff 
always find always find it interesting to see how people end up. Now, I mean, I can't help but admit declaring my biases that I want uh, I want you in in and amongst the MSK gang. Uh, <laughs> if I'm honest, I'll, I'll be a bit tribal there, but I also totally respect and, and agree that you want to be tr- sort of really learning as much as you can across different disciplines at the moment. Um, and how's it? How's it? I mean, I can't help but ask the question about the current landscape and, and COVID, etc. Because you've then one of the things and pressures that I remember feeling when I graduated was that you, you then end up in a situation where you've really got to, you've got to, even at a higher level, comply yeah. within appropriate, you know, regulations and, and, uh, and there's a sense of responsibility that yeah. goes beyond when you're a student. And, and, uh, but at the moment, the sort of underlying governance and policies and compliance and the very particulars over things like that are obviously far higher for good reason. Yeah. How's that feeling? Is that sort of anxiety inducing? Is it helpful in some way? I think, I think um, overall, I think it's been quite helpful because I think one of the things comes down to my personality, I'm quite adaptable to multiple situations. So if whatever, I'm kind of one of those people where whatever you throw at me, I'll, I'll figure it out one way or the other. But I think the governance and especially during these times now, because obviously we're going into people's houses just to ensure safety of the, both the patients and yourself as well. So you just have to follow it. There's a whole gowning or donning and doffing procedure. You have to do it every time, which I completely understand because at the end of the day, you don't want to be spreading it across the different, the different people as well. But one great thing I've found so far is that the transferable skills. I find myself doing MSK, what's it called? MSK assessments. Now, sometimes when I see a patient, I'm doing a whole MSK, like, because I had an MSK outpatient placement. I find myself going back, like, ah, what did I do there? Bang. And I start doing a whole MSK procedure. But then sometimes I might find myself doing a, resp- a bit of respiratory or seeing some neuro patients. So it oh, gives yeah. that different levels of uh, experience and very big transferable skills. So I think, but overall, I think the governance is. It's, it's helpful and as best okay. as it can be, to be honest. I could it's think of helpful. a few ways in which it could be. Like I thought it can't all be negative or, or, or anxiety inducing. I can imagine that sometimes the parameters that are set around it kind of can be, you know, yeah. as long as you learn them and comply with them, fundamentally it may be, you know, safe by design in a way that can sort of help shape your day, especially in those sorts of placements, uh, sorry, uh, rotations in which you've not necessarily got this really tight diary one by one in the same place where the patient yeah. come into you. And sometimes that structure can, can help we've had a really interesting comment here from jim fahi now it could well be that it's a coincidental name but i recognize that name as being someone that's uh, in amongst it uh, in the thick of it at the csp in, in the uh, trade union side so um hi jim i hope it's the same jim if it's not same name uh, but he meant he says he remembers being so scared in his first day on an orthopedic ward picking up a missed fracture um, which is uh, which is a great shout. Sorry, I've lost it there. Let me pick it up. Picking up a missed fracture in the afternoon. His knees were knocking when he raised it. Yeah, well, exactly. That's one of the <laughs> things. Is if, especially if you're then having to having to raise concerns over something like that and being worried about how that comes across. That's a tough first day, Jim. So I'm not surprised you remember it. But I think that a lot of people are probably going to pick this up after the fact, after the, after the live, and uh, and and reflect heavy on on those moments because I think it's only when you really think back you realise just how sharp that memory is, and that's relevant. Um, so exactly. like if I said to you, tell me about your 10th patient you ever saw, then someone's <laughs> going to be very strange for people to remember. Uh, whereas, whereas the first one, like we're just describing, I think is, is important. So Definitely. really good, good luck with it all. And, uh, and, and thank you as well for, for sharing your experience as it happens. Uh, I think it's really interesting to see, um, and it sort of smoothly moves me on to wanting to ask you questions in and around the physio matters first steps 
project and group, etc. Because some of the most valuable work I've been seeing come out of it, although it's still embryonic, and I, I know you've got got big plans, but yeah. One of the things you guys are doing to just reflecting and sharing your experiences and, and, and helping people to understand that they're not alone has been some of the great yeah, feedback you've been having. So tell us a little bit about that project and also um, what, you know, this is where you can tell me what's and all as to whether you're enjoying it or not. <laughs> yeah. So the first step project, I'm very happy uh, uh, I'm involved with it. I think, I think what it stands for and what it's actually doing for a lot of students, because we do get a lot of uh, people sending us messages and saying, oh, they really enjoyed that type of talk. And I think one of the things as a stand to, for us to start, one of the things we wanted to drive from was sharing our experiences. Because I think if for a lot of people, it's very beneficial to hear that you're not the only one, as you said, and then someone else is going through this times when you're on, a, let's say, for example, your first placement, and you might feel alone and you might feel like, oh, this is very tough. I might, I might be the only person struggling. But what we're trying to do with First Step is to say, you're not alone and we're here to help you as, be as best as we can because we share our experiences. So that's, as you said, we're still, we have big plans coming ahead. So the first stage is to tell you, show our experiences in these different levels from, I know we did a talk on CPD, we've done a one on interviews. And we're just trying to make that experience going from a student, uh, student, even if you're from your first year, because as you know, our team is very, has a lot of different people. We have people in their early years. We have people who just graduated. We have people still in that transitioning period. So we, what we want to do is provide that level of support where we can say, struggling with something, we can help you maybe either via one of our videos or one of our, our, our posts on Instagram. But the first steps team, I think, as we go along, we're going to be as more more active in the sense that we're going to be reaching out. People reach out to us already. I think we even got someone asking if we do any CPD or we can help in any way, things like that. And those are the type of things that we will help with. We'll direct you and say, you know what, this might be the best people you if you want to get some better CPD practice. And it's every way we can do because I think it's helping one person at a time goes a very long way as opposed to trying to do too much at the same time. But even if you can make a difference in one student's lifestyle or help that person get the job that they want to do just by giving you our tips, because I think, as they say, one of the best teachers is experience. And we, I think we have a good amount of experience in some of these things. Like now, if you ask me, I can probably give advice on getting jobs interviews and jobs interviews because realistically, I failed some of my jobs interviews, but I passed some as well. So it can, it's learning from those, which is completely normal, I assume. <laughs> you know, gonna pass everything, but. Yeah, that's one of the things we're trying to drive home with First Steps to support as best as we can and provide as much content uh, going forward. Yeah, that's brilliant. I think as well, you, you're really nicely varying the output as well. You know, you've been doing some talks and getting together as a group and, and sharing your experiences, but then also certain Twitter threads that you've done in around reflections on virtual placements as well as what to expect. You know, exactly. sometimes that expectation, sometimes people have, have, have built something up in their mind and actually you, you're almost providing some sort of myth busts uh, <laughs> as well as a, as a group. And so I really like the, the, the variety of right. content that you've been creating um, and also just excited to see where it goes because it is something that's sort of young and emergent um i know that uh, me and the team are, are, are excited and interested to see where you take it as well as how we can support you doing it now granted you guys hardly need us and uh, i think if anything <laughs> we're going to be going to you uh, for, for tips and tricks i think soon enough but generally speaking there's there's lots of options there and available and uh, i'm really pleased with how things have been going because i think i admitted to all of you at the time it was something that you know here's 
here's an opportunity, here's a, here's a, a way to get together. However, there was there was absolutely no specific expectation yeah. on output. It really was that you could do with it what you wish. And that would have been including the fact that we might have been sat here reflecting on it not working for whatever reason. That's fine too. <laughs> but at the moment, it just seems like it's it's poised to go from strength to strength. So I'm really interested. So people do check out Physio Matters First Steps across social media, uh, PM First Steps on Twitter, for example, and I think the same yeah. on Instagram. Uh, yeah. But also just, just keep an eye on not just First Steps, as a group but also these guys as individuals um i've noticed a, a comment coming here from from joe turner who says welcome to the profession fruit we're better off for having thoughtful physios on board really looking forward to this evening uh, and i know joe's not alone in in that um, thank you very much joe. tune in tune in today uh, at eight o'clock um before we go then fruit i want to give you the opportunity to sort of talk a little bit about your uh, your podcast as well as then the uh, other work that you're doing uh, with rook's health and tell us a bit about why you uh have, have wanted to to move into that space as well not just not just fledgling clinical career but also uh, wanting to share your thoughts online yeah so uh, for me personally uh, i i started rook's health i think i started rook's health in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic while we were in lockdown because i've always been one of those people where i really i'm interested about different things in health and if you listen to the podcast which you can hear on everything apple apple music apple podcast spotify and etc I talk about a varying level of things in regards to health because I will, me personally, I'm interested in nutrition. And one of the things I'm most interested about is something called holistic healthcare, which is looking at the different aspects of someone's health and different influencing factors. Because I know as a physiotherapist that you're obviously we have our, but then we also work together in MDTs with people like nurses and psychologists and nutritionists. So I just always wanted to hear what these other areas and disciples have to say and how those actually can actually play a role in influencing my practice. And also at the end of the day, I'm just really into health. And I'm, some people say I'm a health guy because I, the way I eat, the way I do all these things. So I always have all these questions. And I think I started uh, Rook's Health going into trying to debunk myths and see or which, which things we commonly miss and what do we normally get wrong. But at the end of the day, it became into something where I'm just having conversations with some of the re some really smart people, some doctors, some nutritionists, some psychologists, about a varying level of uh, degree, variety of topics, all about individual health and how to get someone to the best way they can be and where they want to go. So that's why I started Rook's Health. And I think uh, so far, podcast is going slowly and it's going well, actually. I'm quite happy with it, and I think it's something that I'll carry on for years to come, uh, just because of how much I enjoy it, and I don't find it. I'm working. pleased. Sorry, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt there. I think there was just no, a no, like um, a bit of signal issue. Mind. Um, I think I'm just delighted that uh, that people are wanting to pick those those things up and speak into a microphone and stuff. If I, I worry that uh, sometimes I might be putting people off uh, podcasting and, and and things like that. But uh, it's be great to see you getting on with that. <laughs> And also just there's something to be said about it not feeling like work, isn't it? You know, you, you're yeah. speaking to your interests in such a way uh, that that, uh, that I think people really want to hear. That makes it more makes it more genuine. It also makes it more sustainable. It makes it more likely that you're going to be able to, to continue that uh, going. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've really enjoyed it, enjoyed the episode. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, you, you, you compromised and had uh, had the other Jack on. You had Jack March on the podcast, and stuff, <laughs> which uh, obviously was a, was a low point for you. But other than that, it's been, uh, it's been brilliant. So I do encourage people to check that out. So we plugged a number of things there. But I think what I've been able to do whilst we've been chatting is bring up the correct poster. <laughs> so I'm going to share that. Um, I hope you guys can see this. <laughs> 
which is 8 yeah. p.m. this evening. Uh, fantastic panel, diversity and inclusion yeah. in therapy, past, present, and future. And, and so also across social media, you'll be seeing things like this, which is uh, a, a post describing the bios of our six brilliant panelists. Farouk being a panelist come moderator, he's going to have a bit of a multi-role. And as I encourage anyone that works on, on, on moderating any physio matters discussions, of course, he needn't be shy away from him sharing his own take on the matter, but he will be leading that conversation as a moderator too. And, uh, and as he said there, someone who's interested in holistic healthcare and wants to bring that to you and is interested in sharing that with you as well as not just digesting it himself, a really interesting one to follow and certainly someone that we're excited to work with. So many thanks for coming on the show, Farouk, and we'll, we'll look forward to tonight and potentially even you know sometime later next week or whatever, maybe we could debrief it and see how it goes. Yeah, I'm more than happy to do that. Thanks a lot, Jim, and thanks a lot, Jack for uh, having me on the uh, chewing it over. I never thought I'd make it here. You know, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Such a such a high bar landmark moment. High bar. No, thanks a lot, mate. Take care. We'll, we'll speak soon. Great. See you. <laughs> okay, so the last thing for me to do is to blare it out and blast your ears with our usual outro. Um, which we are going to sort out the volume for later this week, I promise. Uh, but yeah, thanks for thanks for tuning in to Chewing It Over. This is available across social media as a live stream, but then also the audio is made available across uh, all audio platforms on podcasting, etc. So if you want to tune in on Spotify and the like, then you can do. We put the audio out shortly after the event. And so if you want to be listening, people tuning in on their ways to and from work, etc., which is interesting. So uh, really interested to hear your thoughts, especially on this, but also please do join us tonight uh, for the uh the the event that we we're just talking about it's going to be really interesting to see that's at eight o'clock and that's going to be on facebook on physio matters facebook page and available after the fact on there and and beyond so do take care and we'll, i'll see you tomorrow for more chewing it over <laughs>